It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Eat me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, the best place to play DFS. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, Bunch of teams, bunch of years. Now I just love everything football. Calling the Army-Navy game for Westwood One on Saturday. I love sports betting on the NFL, even money podcast. Love everything about college football, the college draft, NFL draft. That's the college draft podcast. Love the business of the business. Andrew Brandt, business of sports. And love fantasy with Joe Dolan at FG underscore dolan fantasypoints.com code 21 feast is what you want to use when you head over there we are at ross tucker pod i'm at ross tucker nfl and you can always check us out on youtube encourage you to do that youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl pretty clear i think joe that everybody should have jake from as their quarterback streamer this week going against the Chargers? Uh, well, th- there's a lot of questions about the Giants. Um, g- is Glennon going to play? Could Jones play? I don't think either is looking good right now, but either way, I mean, not doesn't look great for the Giants. What's up with Canarius Tony and Sterling Shepard, the two worst quad injuries in the history of football? Um, Saquon Barkley dropping passes – not getting yardage. Um, uh, Ross, I had kind of an epiphany when it came to Saquon Barkley. Could Saquon Barkley, in, in some future year, whether that next year or the year after, be Leonard Fournette? Where you just get out of a toxic situation where, quite frankly, they overdrafted you, putting you on a bad team. And could you get out and get freed by going to a good team where your skills are Leonard Fournette is like Ross. He's a bell cow. He's a league winner for fantasy, but he's legitimately good. now. Like could Saquon Barkley be that with another team? Yes. Might even be able to be that with the giants a year removed, but yes. Yeah. I mean, I think like, but I mean, for fantasy purposes, he still had nine targets. It's really hard for me to sit a running back as bad as Barkley's efficiency has been who had 20 opportunities last week. Um, And the Chargers have had a bad run defense this year. I know they shut down Joe Mixon last week, but um, they've had a bad run defense this year. If Jake Fromm is the quarterback, it is going to be 3.5 yards per play. They're going to check the ball down and hand the ball off to Barkley. And I I think you hold your nose and hope Barkley gets you 12 to 13 points in a PPR. I think that's what you do. Um, uh, We'll see about Tony. We'll see about Shepard. Kenny Galladay's dealing with a rib injury. That was one of those signings when the Giants signed Kenny Galladay to that big money contract, I think like immediately they were like, I was like, oh, that's not going to work. And so far it's borne out that way. I mean, he was one of the our wide receivers to avoid this year at fantasypoints.com. It's just ugly. Um, the Giants offense is just abominable right now. And I mean, and maybe it gives you a little bit added respect for Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a tough team to support right now. As for the Chargers, it looked a little bit better offensively. Did. Uh, I, I, thought, I saw somebody tweet that Eckler has 15 touchdowns in 12 games. Man, the guy, the guy gets in the box, man. Um, and 
this is one of here's what happened differently uh, for the offense. Uh, I had been saying that I thought, you know, Mike Williams just wasn't getting the ball downfield. Well, how about this? Against the Bengals, Justin Herbert had nine passes travel 15 or more yards in the air. He was taking shots down the field. So they've started to expand. That's going to open things up for Mike Williams. Now, here is the big question. Keenan Allen is on the COVID list. So we don't know if he's going to be able to pass protocols. Uh, Brandon Staley came out earlier this week and said, uh, we're, we're recording this Wednesday, by the way, releasing it Thursday. Um, Brandon Staley came out earlier this week and said, hopefully we get good news on Keenan Allen. So it seems like there's a level of optimism there, which would indicate that he's vaccinated. Um, but we still don't know about Keenan Allen. That would be a monster loss for the Chargers because uh, he's finished as no lower than the wide receiver 20 in their six games since their bye. So he has been a monster target hound, putting up big-time numbers. If Keenan Allen doesn't go, Jalen Guyton – I'm not really sure how much more of a role he gets because he was kind of a downfield guy. He was one of those guys that they were throwing the ball downfield to that I had mentioned. But I would think Austin Eckler, who you mentioned, Ross, is going to benefit from a lot of checkdowns as a safety valve for Justin Herbert if Keenan Allen cannot play in this game. Yep, I think that I think that's very well said. I also think PicksWise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game. All season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. All for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Who are we gambling on with the Lions and the Broncos? Uh, sorry, Ross. I just I've got news that Elijah Moore is dealing with a quad injury right now. I know we talked about the Jets on yesterday's podcast, but uh, he's dealing with a quad injury, which is, yeah, that's great news for them. Anyway, the Lions and the Broncos. Great good for the Lions, man. I, it was great to see. They were fired up. And and I'll tell you one thing. I know they're 1-10-1. I don't think that's the worst team in football. And I know that's damning with faint praise, but I'd take them over the Texans and the Jaguars right now pretty easily. Um the um, but unfortunately for them, this is a really bad matchup against the Broncos. You know, you've got Patrick Sertan on the outside, and I don't think Jared Goff is going to have anywhere near the success he had against the banged up Vikings defense in this game. So I know Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross, St. Brown might be some wide receivers that you've been streaming, but I think the Broncos are going to offer a lot of resistance. Remember, this is a team that just held, and I know the Chiefs' offense is broken, but they just held Tyree Kill to two catches. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not at all uh, thrilled about this matchup for them. We'll have to see the uh, uh, backfield situation. If DeAndre Swift might play, I'm not sure. I think they'll be conservative with him. But you expect, you know, DeAndre Swift, oh, he's going to, he's out. Jamal Williams is going to be the bell cow. Wasn't close. Jamal Williams didn't play 50% of the snaps. Williams got 17 of the Lions' 24 running back carries, but he ran just nine routes while Ikwe Bike, Godwin Ikwe Bike, ran 28 routes to just nine for Jamal Williams. So Jamal Williams did not get that bell cow role that many of us thought he was going to get. That's going to render him more of a flex here against the Detroit Lions. Excuse me, against the Denver Broncos. Uh, What about Denver offensively? Well, let's look at the fact that Denver extended Cortland Sutton with a $60 million contract, okay? 
Here are Cortland Sutton's numbers over his last five games. These are totals, not averages. Nine catches for 110 yards over his last five games. The Broncos gave him a $60 million contract in the middle of that stretch. What does that tell you the Broncos think the problem is? Teddy Bridgewater was awful last week against against Kansas City. If Teddy Bridgewater was competent, they beat Kansas City. They got 180 yards from scrimmage from Javante Williams and lost by two scores. Can't happen. Cannot happen. Now, Javante Williams had his breakout performance. Now, of course, Melvin Gordon's probably going to be back this week to screw that up. But I have to imagine that Javante Williams has started to separate himself. I don't know if you're a fantasy player how you could watch what Javante Williams did last week against Kansas City and not start him this week, even if Melvin Gordon's back. That guy is a monster. Monster. And I know, like, you never want to root for an injury. But Melvin Gordon getting hurt, minor, minorly so, but getting hurt, might have opened the window ever so slightly for Javante Williams to be a league winner. If you were patient with Javante Williams, this might be your time. You've got a great matchup against the Detroit Lions right now. I don't know how you don't start Javante Williams this week. Let's talk about the Niners at the Bengals, Joe. And let's start by talking about my guy, George Kittle. Are you kidding me? He got the DraftKings Performance of the Week Presented by Bacardi Spiced Rum, nine catches, 181 yards, two touchdowns on 12 targets. He even had a carry for five yards. He was $5,900 on DraftKings, 42.6 total fantasy points. And I'm not saying, Joe, that George Kittle is the, the best tight end now or ever. But he's sort of the perfect tight end. He gets after you as a blocker. But for him to turn the corner at 250 and tiptoe down the sidelines, there's not a big Venn diagram of guys that will knock the crap out of you and tiptoe down this corner like you're a Porsche going around the sideline. That is why he's my DraftKings Performer of the Week presented by Bacardi Spiced Rum. What a stud. That might be your masterpiece from the podcast this year so far, Ross. That was your poetry. Uh, that was a that's a that's a keeper. The, the inter, intern case should uh, should cut that one. Uh, that was uh, that was beautiful, Ross. Um, and here is here is exactly exactly how you know how good George Kittle was in that game. If you watch that game, just watch it. Um, there is a massive disconnect between Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers. And the way he actually performed in that game. Garoppolo was 20 of 30 for 299 with two touchdowns and two picks, and he was awful. George Kittle made him look pretty damn good. Nine for 181 and two touchdowns. Yeah, George Kittle, and not, not much that you can say here other than you have to start him. There's no, there, there's no better options right now than George Kittle's for as long as he's on the field. Um, there's a couple of situations you have to watch with San Francisco, though, with injuries. Elijah Mitchell's in the concussion protocol. Jeff Wilson's knee flared up. Last week. Now, um, Kyle Shanahan said he's optimistic on Jeff Wilson this week. So we'll see about him. Debo Samuel is hopeful he plays this week. Kyle Shanahan said he's hopeful Debo Samuel plays this week. I'm a little more skeptical, but as somebody who could really use Debo this week, I hope so, baby. I hope he's out there. Um, Brandon IU caught three passes for 55 yards um, against, uh, against the Seahawks last week. Uh, 
without Debo, I think that owes to Jimmy Garoppolo not being very good. But George Kittle was a monster in that game. George Kittle is going to make things. He had a rushing attempt, by the way, one catch, for, one rush for five yards. He was a monster in that game. Yeah, he really was. What about the Bengals? I was impressed with their fight. After the Chargers yeah. got that big lead on them. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Bengals just had – what they had in that game was, A, number one, Joe Burrow got hurt, the finger. Um, and I, I think that's a possibility that that affects him. So keep an eye on that. Um, but the Bengals just had two apocalyptic turnovers in that game. You have Joe Burrow dropping it in a bucket down the far sideline, down the right sideline, to Jamar Chase, hits him right in the hands. That Instead of that being a 70-yard touchdown, he would have separated – he bobbles it, and it becomes an interception. Then later on, with the Bengals mounting a comeback, it's 24-22. to They're in Charger territory. They've got an opportunity to kick a go-ahead field goal, if not score a touchdown. Joe Mixon just flat drops the football, and it's returned for a touchdown, and they just couldn't recover from that. The, the momentum was sucked out of it so much for them. Now, Mixon's dealing with a neck injury. I think Samaje Pirine picked up an ankle injury, so there's a couple things to watch there. I think Mixon should be good to go. Um, but for the Bengals, one guy who's been kicking some ass recently is T. Higgins. Uh, uh, T. Higgins is just getting going in a big way. He had 14 targets, nine catches for 130, and he's earning those targets, by the way. This isn't like, oh, my God, why is he throwing it to Higgins instead of Chase? No, I mean, he's doing a great job. Um, So how about this with uh, Jamar Chase? His target share isn't any different than it was early in the season. His target share from weeks one to seven, and week seven was the game when he put 201 yards and a touchdown on the Ravens. It was 24% over the first seven weeks. Over his last five games, his target share is 23%. They're just not hooking up on deep targets. In weeks one through seven, how about this? Burrow and Chase were 12 of 20 on targets of 20 or more yards. That's pretty awesome. We We just talked about how Jamar Chase dropped one of the sort against the Chargers. In the last five games, they're just one of nine on targets of 15 or more yards. That's been the problem for Jamar Chase. Those deep targets have dried up. He's just not connecting on them. As for the Bills and the Bucks, man, huge game. I don't feel good about it from a Bills perspective yeah, after I that know. New England game Monday night. We talked about that on the Even Money podcast. I don't know why they didn't design more runs for Josh Allen at any rate what do you got so there was a perfect extreme example nonetheless Ross but a perfect example of what you know Brandon Staley had talked about earlier this season the ability in the NFL while acknowledging that throwing the ball is more efficient and more explosive nobody's arguing that but the ability in the National Football League when the conditions dictate it To be able to punch your opponent in the mouth when your opponent knows they're going to be punched in the mouth and still succeed at it, that can help you win games in certain situations. No better example than what the Patriots did the Bills and the Bills' complete inability to do the same. They cannot run the football. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. Yes, yes, Matt Breida fumbled early and actually charged to Josh Allen, but Matt Breida fumbled, let's call it like it is. I'm a little surprised they went away from him. 
because he had given them, as Stefan Diggs said, some spice to their offense. And it's not like Singletary or Moss were doing anything in that game. So I'm a little surprised they went away from Matt Breida. But the fact of the matter remains this. They're not going to run the ball on the Buccaneers anyway. So what happened last week is is not going to be emblematic of what's going to happen this week. They just got to connect better on passes. And, you know, considering the conditions, I actually thought Josh Allen played pretty well in that game. 15 of 30 for 145 and a touchdown. And uh, if, if we talked on the last podcast about Gerald Everett point shaving, Dawson Knox was right there with him. I mean, penalties, drop passes. I thought Josh Allen played pretty well in that game, all things considered, um, in the conditions. He's going to have to ball out this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it would be really nice for Josh Allen to get some support from Emmanuel Sanders. Over his first six games, Emmanuel Sanders averaged 68.8 receiving yards per game. Over his last six, he's down to just 28 receiving yards per game. Josh Allen needs more help. He is not getting it from his run game or his secondary receivers. What about Tom Brady? How about Godwin? How about Gronk? He's getting a lot of help. Uh, Tom Brady, how awesome is Gronk, man? Like, it's unbelievable. Like, the guy just comes out there, and when he is healthy, he is still playing at an elite level. Brady trusts him implicitly. Um, Brady, I think, is going to attack the fact that this team does not have Tredavious White. But I also think... Tampa Bay is going to notice. Tampa Bay came out against Atlanta last week, by the way, on the opening drive, opening drive of the game, when you're like, oh, you know, you come out balanced, see what works. No, 13 straight passes to open the drive. 13 play drive, 13 passes. Leonard Fournette caps it with a receiving touchdown. The Buccaneers can do what they want. I wonder if they're going to just come out, run the ball after what New England did last week, but it doesn't really matter. New England's, uh, Tampa Bay's going to be able to throw the ball anyway. Here is the deal with Tampa Bay. With Antonio Brown injured and suspended, maybe cut because you know how Bruce Arians feels about a player lying to him, Tampa Bay has five fantasy players. Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and Leonard Fournette. You're playing all five. That's it. I mean, those guys, they're, they're, they, he, Tom Brady's getting the ball in their hands. They're upside, even though Evans has had some down games, Godwin has had some down games, even Brady's had some down games, the upside of those guys is way too high right now to, to risk sitting any of them. This game's going to be fun. It's a must win for the Bills. I just don't know if the Bills have the firepower to keep up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joe, let's talk Sunday night football. It's the Bears at the Packers. I don't know. It's Wednesday at noon. I still don't even know if Fields is playing or not at quarterback. I don't even know if it matters. Um, Fields, Dalton, it's possibly Nick Foles Sunday night. I mean, could Foles be much worse than Fields and Dalton have been? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, maybe Cole Komet. That's it for the Bears. David Montgomery was their entire offense last week. Uh, Andy Dalton was atrocious in that game. I And uh, he might have a broken bone in his left hand. Um uh, he was so bad, bad weather game against the Cardinals. Uh, now, apparently, the weather's not supposed to be so bad in Green Bay on Sunday night. And, you know, Andy Dalton's a terrible bad weather quarterback, so I wouldn't trust him in the cold anyway. But apparently the weather's not supposed to be so bad. I'm not really interested in anybody outside of Montgomery, Mooney, and maybe Komet here for the Chicago Bears. Uh, it, the Nagy era is coming to end with a spectacular death, death knell. What about... 
on the other side for the Packers. Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I own you. I own you. That's what he says to the Bears fans. And, well, he does. He owns them. Uh, the Bears, Kyler Murray comes out last week, throws 15 passes, and he's just putting the ball in, in the hands of his receivers. He's running for touchdowns. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if A.J. Dillon is the Packers' lead back now. And I don't mean they're not going to use Aaron, Aaron Jones, but A.J. Dillon, this is it, this is supposedly his time of year, right? It's cold. It's uh, You're playing a team you should beat. This is the kind of guy, hey, we're going to punch you in the mouth. Come stop him. I, I will be ranking A.J. Dillon ahead of Aaron Jones until further notice. And maybe that further notice comes Sunday night, but I'll be doing that when it comes to A.J. Dillon. Um, one guy I wouldn't be shocked, and I don't mean you – know, I'm not saying he's a wide receiver one. But one guy I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up on some league-winning fantasy football teams is Marquez Valdez-Skin. Because he's getting targets, and it's just like it's like he and Rodgers are so close to connecting on some of these big plays. But over his last two games against Minnesota and the Rams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has 19 targets and 173 receiving yards and a touchdown. I would not be shocked if he's a league winner. Now, he's going to be inconsistent. But man, I could I could imagine looking at my opponent's roster and seeing that he has Marquez Valdez Scantling and being like, all right, you know, he's starting a guy who's big player bust, and Valdez Scantling ends up with four for one twenty and a touchdown. I would not be stunned if that happens this week, especially if the weather's not as bad as it looks to, as uh, you typically expect from December in Green Bay. Last but certainly from a fantasy perspective, yeah. not least, we're talking Rams. We're talking Cardinals. We're talking overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. What do you think, Joe? This is a fun one, and it was good to see the Rams get back on track. And I know it was the Jaguars, but they just whipped their ass. I mean, they came out. They did a lot of uh, 12 personnel. They ran the ball down their throats. And now, unfortunately, we might have a little bit of a running back controversy here because Sony Michelle um, averaged 6.9 yards per carry on nine carries out of 12 personnel. And Sean McVay came out last week and was talking about how Sony Michelle kind of gives them a little bit of a physicality to the run game. And we'll see if Daryl Henderson can play. He was active this past week, but only in an emergency situation. But Sony Michelle might have earned himself some more touches. McVay uh, used uh, 12 personnel on 24% of their plays. Pretty significant change because they were before that almost exclusively, at least since they lost Johnny Munt, it's almost exclusively an 11 personnel three wide receiver team. Um, Odell Beckham was the guy playing through his injury who um, who took the brunt of the hit. He ran just 24 routes compared to 41 for Cooper Cup and 37 for Van Jefferson in that game. So Odell Beckham is clearly right now on that food chain, the number three wide receiver. And, of course, you know that Cooper Cup's number one. Uh, you're, uh, but this is a tough matchup for Beckham. It's a tough matchup for Van Jefferson because that Arizona cornerback, 
crew has been outstanding this year. Vance Joseph doing a ridiculously good job. And, uh, you know, I don't want to – I thought it was encouraging. I thought Stafford played great. But it was the Jaguars. I'm not going to declare him, oh, but he's back to playing at an MVP level until I see him put up these numbers against the Cardinals. This is a tough matchup for the Rams, and they are on the road. All right, what about the Cardinals on offense? You know, I think Kyler Murray is just one of those players who, if he is banged up, you downgrade him significantly on your rankings. He is clearly healthy. Um, He's out there. Uh, There is nothing funnier on an NFL field than Kyler Murray scrambling, by the way. He looks like the alien from the Flintstones. You know who I'm talking about? Like the uh, I the great the great Gazoo, I think he's the the alien. He's got the big head and the helmet and the little body. He's out there and he's taking these little steps and he just scores touchdowns. Kyler Murray, man, the running game the run game for Kyler Murray was encouraging to me in terms of his health because he ran the ball ten times for 59 yards and two touchdowns. That was a season high in both carries and rushing yards. Um, and all of a sudden, after this game against the Rams, which is a tough matchup, Kyler's schedule, boy, does that clear up. Lions, Colts, and Cowboys. Um, Chase Edmonds is eligible to come off of IR this week. Let's watch um, his stats because James Conner has been a true bell cow and a league winner for folks. Um, and by the way, um, DeAndre Hopkins actually led the team. He was not limited at all. He led the team in routes. Uh, uh, percentage in his first game back from injury, 83%, 78% for Zach Ertz, 70% for A.J. Green. Christian Kirk got demoted to just 61% of the snaps and rounds. Ooh, good nugget. Good to know. You know what else is good to know? You can always get more information from Joe by following him on social media, at FG underscore Dolan, for, go, for, for going to him in his outstanding website, fantasypoints.com. Use the code 21FEAST. That's the key. It's awesome. As a reminder, you can always check out this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Love those of you that spread the word via social media, rate and review the show, download on multiple devices when you're bored. It's all good. It's all awesome. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.